Is it recording? Yeah, sound. Sound. there in the end that's what she said <laughs> is that camera angle okay I think so <laughs> should be golden there alrighty we'll give it a Big fucking clap. Need to get one of those clickers. Fucking take one. And all that. Because it's fucking doing my editing last week. Um, editing the... Uh, editing the, the audio one and the fucking visual one. It's taking fucking ages. Which is always nice. Anyway, uh, welcome to uh, this episode of the Liverpool Strength Podcast. Uh, I'm Martin Kimberley, joined as ever by Odin, who did his best to try and sabotage today's podcast. <laughs> There's a big whippy tail. Uh, and James McPhee. We'll let Odin off, though, because he, he is a, a very good boy. Yeah, he's a good boy. The, the, the rest of the time. He was just excited to be here, that's all. He couldn't, he couldn't wait to get in. Sh- uh, he yeah, shut out yeah, the car yeah. for the door. <laughs> How's things, James? Not bad. I thought I had a, a, a cracked rib, but... But no. I don't no. think so, no. Um, <laughs> that, that side abdominal pain, like... Going sort of oblique I was telling you this, the story about Dougie when he... Because this from uh, the SBD belt. When Coach yeah. Dougie first got his, uh, he ended up breaking a rib. Um, and so we were a little bit worried that that was going to have happened, that once again an SBD belt had claimed a rib, but yeah. not feeling like it's a broken rib. Nope. No. Just maybe tweak something. <laughs> Hopefully it's just a tweak, but yeah. it's yeah. Oh yeah, it's like stretch it. How long have we got to go till competition? Three weeks and two days. Dece. Um Yesterday, uh, I've got uh, six. Oh, that was so close to knocking the camera. <laughs> um, I've got sixteen weeks to lose seven point two kilos, which better than six weeks to lose six. Exactly, exactly. So it it actually works out at less than uh, a kilo, uh, less than a pound a week, which isn't too bad. Um, Deal, isn't it? Because that's like generally pretty good territory to be in for uh, obviously losing body fat now um, you're competing in Warrington yep. is it? Um, I'm competing in Wigan all the W's, lovely parts of the world Wigan and Warrington um, what are you hoping for out of <laughs> what are you hoping for out of your competition because obviously we've had a couple of chats about this but uh, what's the end goal? To just qualify for Europeans Hope that goes ahead. Give them what's going on in Europe. Oh yeah, it's actually <laughs> as of today. It, co- <laughs> it uh, it leads on nicely to uh, yeah to what you mentioned to me. Like, have you seen all the stuff about World War Three? Like, yeah. <laughs> do you think it's gonna happen? 
it could, isn't it? Because like, yeah. is it NATO? Like, if one country gets involved, everyone gets involved. They got all the members. So I, I, I didn't really know that. I watched it all before. I was like, no. it's scary. It's kind of like, yeah, can we just go to the gym and lift some weights, please? Like, so what, what would you rather have? COVID again? Restart COVID or World War Three? It's a tough one, <laughs> that, isn't it? Like, you know, the memes have come out out for it. Like me just cracking on with summer 2022 yeah and then like <laughs> world war three <III laughs> lurking in the background normal pints in summer 2022 <laughs> world war three <III. laughs> oh, i see the one ukraine put out on twitter it was hitler like looking to, like, looking down to a small pune and say like, hand on his shoulder <laughs> not the way to go about it so yeah hopefully that doesn't happen and uh we aren't all fucking obliterated off the face of the earth by the time well, firstly, by the time you get to compete, because all that training, don't want that to go to waste with like a nuclear war. Yeah. And obviously, I haven't trained for a good 10 days other than today. Uh, but, but would you still train in apocalypse? Like, it was the end of the world? It depends, like depends on the level of apocalypse. Like, if it was just... Uh, <laughs> do, do you mean like if, uh, if like a nuclear bomb went off here? Well, most like the, like an aftermath kind of thing, isn't it? Rather than, I think you probably have like a few too many things to worry about, wouldn't you? Like the aftermath of um, like a nuclear bomb. Yeah, because it'd be like people with like two heads on that, wouldn't they? <laughs> or not, does not, that not, take not, not to begin with? That that's um, like that's like the babies generations. that are born. Yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It depends, doesn't it? Like, like I think like, it's like it's that show on Netflix where they started giving birth to like animal babies. <laughs> you seen that? <laughs> like kids can't but born like antlers and stuff and wings and like that just kicks off like an apocalypse. It's mad. Do you think it's gonna happen? And obviously, we have no fucking clue about like. <laughs> current world events generally like first and washington in about 10 years yeah, yeah. i just got to the point where i was like okay because of like pandemic and all that like there was nothing else to do other than watch the news and go for a your government mandated walk every day like i just got to a point where i'd stopped watching the news because it was like i don't want to be miserable anymore i don't want to <laughs> be miserable with some of the shit that's going on in the world and now, obviously, this is all all kicking off, like yeah, World War Three. World War Three, and is it like is it because uh, Russia got kicked out of the Olympics for for drug cheats? <laughs> Maybe that's what, what's caused it. Last back in the Olympics. Yeah. Have you seen the the meme, which was um, <laughs> Alexei Tarokti against um, Dmitry Klokov in a muscle snatch competition, and the winner gets to to keep the other's country? So if <laughs> if Tarokti wins, then Ukraine gets Russia, and if Klokov wins, Russia gets Ukraine. I think that's a fair deal, to be fair. And like the people from those countries would probably get on board with that. Like, it seems like a, a much fairer way of dealing with things. Just left off. Yeah, yeah. A muscle snatch competition, like <laughs> meme lifts. <laughs> Trying to steal the show again, aren't you? But yeah, I think, I think I'd, I'd still try anything. Yeah. Once things had settled down, just me a little hole in the ground. 
<laughs> because what like where would you live? Would would you like you probably wouldn't be able to stay in your house, would you? No, I'll have to find somewhere with like underground. Dig a hole. Yeah. Mm. Head to Paris. That's an underground city, isn't it? Yeah, it is. All isn't the streets it? are underground. But then would how how would you get there? Euro tunnel. <laughs> <laughs> if like flight flights would, would be probably be off. Um. <laughs> oh, fucking hell. Hey, you. Bloody pissy pants. Anyway, welcome back. <laughs> <laughs> what are we talking about? Apocalypse. Would you train? How would you get to Paris? Yeah, like... Sets of five in the squat probably aren't really going to help you get to Paris. No. No much you get the idea the, the gym's going to be there. Mm. You know I mean? That's true. To go, like, to go. I would always, I would think that in the apocalypse, it would, de- it would depend on what it was, right? Because if you like had to, um, if you had to proper scrounge to survive, like, as in, you had to, like, hunt stuff or, like, steal and all that, then you're probably not going to... You're probably going to waste quite a lot of your energy from training. Whereas if you're, like... Uh, if it's not that bad out, it's, there's just been a war, you probably could still train. Because that's where, like, a lot of, like, the, uh, the sort of Soviet stuff co- comes from, really, doesn't it? Like that post-sort-of-war hardship. I suppose, yeah. Mm. So if you look at it, it de- depends what way you're looking at it, doesn't it, really? Mm. Yeah, I suppose once, like, sus calm down a bit, like, I would just calm down there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's just one, like, zombie apocalypse. Obviously, you still have to probably go out and forage for stuff. Mm. Interesting one. Always got to be prepared. Expect the worst. Yeah. Um, prepare for the worst. Expect the best. Is that the saying? Ah, oh, fucking no. Uh, but yeah, I would. I would hope that something like that. The base level of training that I've done throughout my life would serve me well mm. in like some kind of apocalypse. Obviously, depending on what kind of apocalypse it was. You found a twig there. Yeah. That's right, you, you can pee over there, it's fine. Just don't <laughs> pee on the carpet. Yeah, don't, preferably don't fucking piss anywhere. Every time. Yeah, every time. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, so training, uh, training for the apocalypse. Training uh, for life. Training for, is the, yeah, exactly, is, is the same as sort of training for life really, isn't it? Like, you're... Uh, you want to be a strong, durable human in life. And you'd want to be a strong, durable human. In case there's an apocalypse. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, like, get your water open. <laughs> I don't want to be, like, too loud. <laughs> so, yeah, I, th- I, think, I think that if, if, like, Biden and Putin and Boris Johnson just sat down and were like, how much do you squat? How much do you bench? How much do you, de- do you deadlift? Imagine if, like, Joe Biden was some, like, mad Olympic weightlifter and he could, like, snatch, like, 210. He'd, like, clean and jerk, like, 
250 or whatever. Imagine that, like, it'd be like, okay, we can come to some kind of agreement where we, like, split the land up. Uh, Boris Johnson's got, like, a big squat. (laughs) I don't think he knows what a squat is. I know, yeah. Calls table tennis, whiff off. (laughs) Putin, you know, is probably, like... He's definitely bit Yeah, a bit of a dark horse in general. So I, I reckon he'd have, like, a mammoth deadlift, like arched back he could but he could probably pull like 350 it's <laughs> <laughs> with a straight face as well yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd, be no, there'd be no there'd uh, be no there'd be no facial expression change um, he would literally just pull it and be like what's the big deal <laughs> what is this put the weight on <laughs> so I think I think we might be onto something there like Maybe the West should have like a super total competition to decide uh, who, <laughs> who runs the world. Who, run, who runs not not only who runs the world, but who like who gets the rights to like Ukraine and Russia. So kind of like Hunger Games, but with <laughs> with Europe. the world leaders. Yeah. Like if we're electing these people, well, I say we. These people have been elected to office, so I would. Veer on the side of wanting the strongest possible human to be in charge, like Eddie Hall for Prime Minister and all that. <laughs> Eddie and Thor, the fights being yeah, yeah. couple of canal boats going at it. <laughs> yeah, I think we've uh, I think we've essentially solved how to figure out world conflicts there. So, Give you- if you've got any ideas about how you think world uh, conflict sh- should be solved in a, in a more diplomatic way, then stick them in the comments because I'm all ears for stuff like that. So we've got like muscle snatch competition between like... Boxing matches. Boxing matches. So basically an Olympics. Yeah, Olympics. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoever comes top of the medal table, then I'd probably be like, it so would so be China, China, yeah, China or, or, or the US. Uh, the US yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's an interesting one. Better than, you see, you could see how it goes. It's, it's essentially <laughs> it's the most democratic way of running the world because ev- it happens every four years. So you've got four years to get your shit together, right? If you want to run the if you want to run the whole world for the next four years, yeah, for the next four years, like <laughs> legitimately, like you come top of that medal chart, and then like it could be that uh, it's a proper democracy where like certain things have to be voted on and then like you okay down there? certain things have to be voted on so like to get certain things through you've got a like the top like 10 in the medal and in, in, in the medal uh table Maybe. get like a, a, a higher proportion of the votes i think i think we fucking solved it eh? i think we've, we've cracked this one like <laughs> Putin, Biden, <laughs> get at me. <laughs> yeah, we're going to put us in touch with them. Let, let us know. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, um, getting back to, like, what we actually wanted to talk about, uh, which can't actually remember what it was. Just a complete Spit U-turn. Went off, off a bit of a, on a bit of a tangent there, which is good. Um, competitions, so... Oh, yeah. sp- spoken about this in the past. Uh, yeah. You've spoken about this in the past, uh, so obviously James, you've got like three weeks to go, made the sensible decision to not cut weight, um, 
I've obviously got like 15, 16 weeks to go and I have to cut some weight, which is going to be fun. Um, because I've been through that process before and this is something that we've spoken about, if it was your first competition, there's no point trying to cut weight. So Jane is also competing. Uh, she'll be, we'll have an eight-month-old uh, baby, little Grace, by the time this competition comes around. So eight months after having a baby is probably a pretty quick turnaround to be competing. So rather than aiming for uh, a lower weight category, she's just entered into what she predicts she's going to be in anyway as a byproduct of obviously not having to <laughs> build a human, essentially, because that is obviously a pretty stressful task. Um, and it results in a little bit of weight gain. So as she's like sort of leveling out, tapering down, she's entering the category that she's going to easily be in. Um, and it's also her first competition as well. So to avoid those uh, extra, that extra stress, when you're booking a competition, if you've got like a, a, a fairly big window, I'm talking like 10 weeks or more, and you've got a negligible, uh, uh, a negligible amount of weight to lose, then go for the lower weight, weight class if you can comfortably get into it. If not, stick to the one that you're in now. And I think that's some pretty good first competition advice. Would you have any thoughts on that? Yeah, for first comp, just go in where you're at, where you're at. like sitting comfortably. Mm. And that's obviously like you're, you're quite good and you're very close to qualifying for a bigger comp in that weight class that you want to cut down to. Mm. I said that right. That's when you maybe consider cutting down. Cutting down yeah. that's, that's literally the reason why I'm cutting down is to qualify for the English Championships, potentially the British, because the qualifying total for the English and the weight category down, I've hit when I've been like a kilo or two over that weight category, um, which is, it's kind of funny because I'm like seven kilos over it now. <laughs> and I've, only, I've trained once in the last 10 days. That's <laughs> I mean, the 90, I'm like, oh, I was 90, I'm guessing the scales, 96. Yeah, I said, oh, oh, fuck. Fuck. That's <laughs> because pre-Christmas I was like 93. I was like, oh, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to lose that after Christmas, 95. I thought I'd lose it. I was like, it's nope. late. Yeah. It it's stuck late. around. Yeah. <laughs> Plus as well, if you're speaking about competitions, like if you qualified for a, a big comp, there's no need to cut down for comps between that time. Because your main goal is to be strong for that that main competition and like if, if you can get platform time yeah. and you've already got that if you if you say qualified for like a British or like a European championship or whatever <laughs> if you qualify for like a British or a European championships in like a certain weight class that's like you've had to cut down to um, and that was like a bit of a struggle to get to it doesn't really make any sense to put your body through like the the, uh, the, the uh, like the, the stress of cutting weight um, whilst also trying to maintain or get stronger. Um, so it makes more sense to, if you need some platform time to like build some more confidence or to uh, essentially, yeah, essentially get more platform time and build more confidence. Entering the weight category that you're in now, I think like we've got a pretty good example at the gym of uh, Lynn who competed uh, 
the Saturday or Sunday or something Sun- like that. Sunday. Sunday. Um, absolutely smashed it. She's qualified for the uh, British and Europeans. Something like that. She's oh, she's for British. She's definitely qualified for the British um, in her first competition. And so it's probably going to serve her pretty well to get some more platform time in the meantime between each of those. But obviously cutting weight is a bit of a stressful one. So it's going to make sense for her to, in her next competition, maybe sort of be between weight classes um, and just have a bit more sort of time on the platform. Um, obviously in a, in a competition environment because the competition in between, if she's going to go for one, it doesn't really mean that much because she's already got the qualifying total for the weight category that she wants to go in. So it doesn't really make much, much sense to her to be cutting weight again. And that's just like an, a little example of something that's like fresh in, in my mind. Like she smashed it. I don't know what your plans are. Like are you planning on uh, obviously, obviously f- touch wood, fingers crossed, you qualify for British and uh, get selected for the Europeans and all that kind of jazz. Are you going to plan on competing in powerlifting in between those or essentially just go? No, because there's not much time. There's only like 11 weeks, 10 weeks. All right, okay. So it so is quite a quick turnaround then, isn't yeah. it? And that would probably, you'd probably want to have a week or two of like lightish training after you've competed. Yes, yeah. Um, it'll be like 10 weeks after. Mm. Like my, my, my light week will be 10 weeks to Europeans. Yeah. Is that then literally British, British. Is like Europeans. So like Europe, Europeans, it's Europeans first. and then British. Oh, right. oh, okay. Which is yeah, I think British no Europeans is June, British mm. is in July. Oh right, okay. Sound. So that's a pretty quick turnaround as well, isn't it? Like yeah. yeah. I think I might just do, do Europeans and then And then turn up turn up to the British and be like, oh, I'm here. <laughs> well maybe it just depends, obviously World War Three. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually gets gets us back to the because uh, it's in Hungary, isn't it? Which yeah, and I don't know how far, how close Hungary is to to Ukraine. I'll have a little look on the world map, shall I? So, go ahead. How far away is it? It's actually it's on the border of like the southwest side. Going again. Whoa. Whoa. Yeah, so it's like right on the border of the oh, like the northwest side. If it's right close by, then that'll be it'll be where the the least expect it. <laughs> so you might miss it all, unless like unless someone like fires on them. And then, like, the wind's heading in the direction of Hungary. <laughs> yeah, but they're entering from, like, the northeast side and south. But, yeah, now it's the European should be right. And then British and then maybe Worlds. Mm. In Manchester or Florida. Yeah, but I think you've got to win British to... To go to yeah. Worlds. Yeah. That's kind of fair enough, really. It makes sense, like... Um, yeah, to be picked. Mm. But depending mm. where I am, it could be a nice little... Sort of goal to work towards. Oh, yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, I think that uh, having those goals and and obviously the turnaround 
it's obviously going to be a test of uh, like your ability to adapt. So obviously competing for powerlifting, competing like four weeks apart. Although it is doable, it's not really the ideal. Um, Do you suppose I mean, it's quite different? Got quite different to weightlifting competitions. Because mm. so obviously you want to be. Sometimes you want to be at your like with weightlifting competitions. There's some that you can train through, and you can do the same with powerlifting competitions. It just depends on what it is. So, in order to qualify for like a European or a British. You obviously want to train towards the total, but then for the European or the British, you obviously want to do better than the qualifying total. You want to, mm. you want to essentially try and have a go at getting a medal at one of them. Um, yeah, but I'll be doing Europeans just for fun this time, just, mm. so. just to see what's what. Mm. Yeah, it's not not a bad because weighted. I wasn't at that level, but obviously with this federation and powerlifting, it seems a lot more. What's the, what's the word? Um, like more open mm. yeah there's a lot like more there's, there's more, there's more opportunity yeah, to yeah yeah it's um, with, just, with that federation it, it's, it seems like it's geared more towards um, like regular folk and not like absolute fucking mutants because <laughs> <laughs> <coughs> uh, some of the qualifying totals for like uh, like like IPF affiliated con- competitions are like ridiculous like in the past they've been pretty doable but over the over the last couple of years it seems like they've just shot up um which is fair enough you want to if there's like a lot of people coming into the sport and there's a lot of people qualifying for like british competitions then fair enough but obviously as like something a goal like an, an attainable goal for like regular guys like like sort of me and you having having that like more sort of what looks like a more achievable target it's always nice because you can obviously be with a group of people who you can feel I'm going to be competitive with these um, and I'm going to be able to go and do some competitions with like a little bit of uh, so I'm looking for like a little, maybe like a little bit of prestige, like mm. saying that you've competed at British Championships, well, you're, you're European, European Championships, championships. Yeah. like fucking brilliant. Like it's like a cool thing to be able to say, um, and no one can ever take that away from you. So mm. yeah, yeah. So I didn't like it when British Rating brought in qualifications for books. Because mm. it was always a nice thing to work towards, like end of the year student champs. Yeah. Whereas like when I. My last time there, I got I got bronze. <laughs> but then, like the guys next year, they brought in totals that none of them could were quite there yet. Yeah. So obviously, they're like, it was almost like, what's the point? Like every other uni sports got got their own books yeah. where they could be against mm. other unis. But then the way everything's got, it should be. It's, I thought it was a bit, a bit unfair. But I sort of understood because obviously you don't want hundreds entering. Have like three, three or four platforms, but yeah, no, that's true. Um, I think that it's um, it's nice. Is he chewing a metal box there? He is, isn't he? What a crazy dog. Um, he said, This is not the wire or the carpet, yeah, that's true. Um, I think it's a good thing because it ge- it does give you something to train for, like something to aim for, and like a total to try and hit. Um, which I think that. 
obviously a little bit of pushback on that with like the book stuff <laughs> is that it um it obviously does mean that it's a little bit more exclusive and it means that if you don't qualify for it then maybe you haven't trained hard enough <laughs> like that's going to be like my essentially my thing if i don't uh qualify for the at, at least the english i'm not trained hard enough um or I've been a bit of a fucking idiot on the day and taken stupid jumps or not warmed up properly. Um, it's obviously a variety of excuses that you can use, but at the end of the day, um, if you don't hit the total that you that you set yourself as a target, then you probably haven't trained hard enough, not put enough effort into it. I suppose. Yeah. It's like, that's like the harsh fucking, the harsh like side of me thinks that then on the flip side, you look at some of the IPF totals, and it's like those are some fucking stupid totals. Like, um, that obviously people in here, like maybe two years ago, like pre-pandemic, we were just on the cusp of like getting maybe qualifying like ten, eleven people into like British Championships, and now there's like maybe one or two who could, on the day with a good backwind. <laughs> have a chance at qualifying for like a British Championships which I think is probably going to mean that the split between federations, especially in powerlifting because obviously in weightlifting there's only one mm. um, in powerlifting the splits uh, of people who are competing, they're probably going to veer more towards the ones that yeah, I've probably got a better chance of qualifying for something there and no one can really take that away from me so yeah, that's what it's, it's one of them it's um, Makes it more enjoyable, doesn't it? You've exactly. You sort of, you're damned if you do, and you're damned if you don't. Like, if yeah. you make the qualifying totals impossible, then you're going to have like three people in the nationals. If you make them too easy, then. But then is it a bit of a cop out saying, "Oh, I can't quite get those ones, but I will go for the lower ones." Do you know what uh, I, mean? I don't. I don't like know. You're saying I think you like, hard enough. You have it's similar to that, isn't it? You sort of have levels of it, don't you? Like, mm. I think that. If if you th- if you take like the example of like uh, like league structures in like sports like football, like you tend to find that all right, although there'll be teams which will work their way up through the leagues, like so we'll, we'll take like uh, Brentford as an example. They were in like one of the lowest leagues, mm-hmm. and they've gradually like worked their way up to like the sort of holy grail of footy. In essence, they were in like League Two. 10 years ago or whatever so like three four divisions lower if you could if you see the powerlifting federations as like a similar kind of thing then it does start to make a little bit more sense and it kind of makes it a little bit more fair um i get what you're saying though that is like it's a good argument it's a good argument to have um but on the flip side it's like stepping stones stepping stones yeah absolutely like um, stepping stones the for sure is, the weight class is a slightly different and it's like is it like 93 or something like that like I don't know all yeah, like I the, the uh, ones the IPF one's like 83 and under like 74 and under um, for the blokes uh, 93s 105s 120s and 120 pluses and those are like re- like pretty big like weight classes really like you can be you could be in the 120s and be like 120 kilos 
but you could potentially be up against a guy that's like 160, 170, and it's like your qualifying total is the same. Whereas the federation that you're you're going in, there's like this. I could be talking out of my ass here, but like I think it's like 73, 73, uh, 83. 90, 100, 110, 120, 130, 140, and I think there's 140 plus. So there's more weight categories. There's more weight classes, which, again, um, suggests to me that there's going to be more of a, like a spread of people as opposed to like having fewer weight classes. No, it is, it is a funny one. And obviously you can see you're getting these up. Yeah. Yes, there's what... Uh, where's the... So, man, there's 52, 56, 60, 67.5, 75, 82.5, 90, 100, 110, 125, 140, 140 plus. I think there's like a little bit sort of slightly better catchment of weight classes. Mm. Um, which I think is a pretty good thing. But then obviously as well, like if you didn't make weight on the day, then and you knew that you'd entered into that class and you didn't change it, then that's obviously, that's your fault again. Because <coughs> um, why enter a weight class that you know you're not going to hit? Especially when you, <laughs> if you can change it in time, though, there's, no, there's nothing wrong with that either. Like, yeah, it's a double check that. I've mm. changed that. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think that, I do think that um, even though those totals for that aren't as heavy as obviously the IPF ones, like, they're still going to be heavy to to other people. Like, and obviously if more people end up competing in this federation, make it more competitive, then who's to say that next year, like, they don't take it like a five kilo jump and they aren't like a little bit more like proactive with you know making the um the qualifying totals like them to not feel fucking impossible to get so if you, on, on that just get try see if you can get up the um british powerlifting uh qualifying totals because i'd be interested to see what those are So great, have you you've got those up now? So the qualifying total for the the uh, federation that you're competing in now is what like five thirty or something like that. Five seven five. Five seven five. And what is it for? Um, That's the raw classic. Belt and straps, wraps even. Yeah. yeah. And then the It doesn't specify. Yeah, like classic for those is like belt and knee sleeves because they go like equipped, like oh, um, like bench shirt and deadlift suit and all that. Um, so it would be the classic ones. Classic men is six four five. So like, basically, you'd have to find another hundred kilos, <laughs> essentially. Which I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. It's like it's it is a, it's a challenge, but if 
if you were gonna like look at it as like a complete novice who'd never like competed before or been to a powerlifting competition or anything like that, you probably want to go for the one with the lower qualifying total because like mm. you want to you want to be able to push yourself and be able to achieve like the the target of um, potentially competing at like a British Championships like. The um, the year that the pandemic hit, we had like, tw- ele- I think it was like eleven people qualified for the Northwest Championships. Right when these totals looked a little bit more similar to the other ones, right? So still on course for people to like qualify, and then f- through lockdown, these have shot up. It's yeah. like. How the fuck have you worked that out? <laughs> Surely they'd love them that way. Yeah, oh yeah. They should be low. They should be low because the fair play to British weightlifting, they obviously recognised that um, people uh, weren't going to be able to yeah. train as much. So they adjusted the, the qualifying totals for... Uh, that's what makes them more, <laughs> more accessible for me. <laughs> <laughs> um They've adjusted them based around people essentially not being able to train properly for two years. So it's like, how how is that the only federation where people mm. have got stronger? <laughs> like, is, is, are you trying to make it more elite? Because that's fair enough if you are, but it's probably going to push people to other federations anyway. Like, you've just seen there, like, to compete at a British and a European, you need to total, like, over 100 kilos less. Was yeah. it like five thirty? Did we say? Yeah, five seven five. Five seven five. So it's still it's still a pretty fucking meaty total. It's still like a pretty challenging total to get. Like that's like that's no fucking mean feat. Total in five seven five is what like a hundred kilo lifter. Yeah, that probably about ninety five on the day anyway. Yeah, some hovering at the minute. And then if you go on to go back onto the other the other ones, so back the equivalent to that. So British is IPF, as always. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the equivalent to that would... You'd probably be more looking at the 105s. So... Oh, that's a touchscreen. Fancy. So you're looking at 665 as opposed to the... 575. Because that's that's more of an equivalent class than a 93. Obviously, if you were going to go down to 95, then you could probably like compare totals and be like, yeah, on the day. It'd be a bit easier to be a 93, I think. It, it, yeah. Would it? <laughs> so if if you look at those and you're like, okay, I've totaled five seven five to get to British, to get to Europeans, all that kind of stuff, and then thought about maybe switching federations. If you consider that in like probably another year's time, they're going to have adjusted these again potentially, so they might go up even more. <laughs> yeah, it could be like six five five, couldn't it? Exactly, exactly. So it's like, oh, okay. Thought I'd done really well there. <laughs> it's like chasing that carrot on a stick, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, think think it's 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 fair enough. Like, if you want to train like a fucking madman, if you've got the genetics for it, then fair enough. But I think I would rather um, take my training seriously. Obviously, first and foremost, six four five is doable. But also, go on. What would please split for that? Um, I don't know. Two twenty. Don't know. Uh, one thirty-five. Two twenty and one forty. 
300 kilo deadlift. Yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly. So you see what <laughs> no, I mean. No, but obviously in like a, a year's time, that would be time, so like, yeah. be about, I don't know, 240, 160. You probably want to go 250. 250. Yeah. 250, one, like 155 maybe. And that would... Uh, 405. Yeah. Because that's like a little, a little two, bit more doable in terms of like... So it's a 240, that'd be a 240 then. Yeah. Yeah, so, so 250, 155, 240. Because you could obviously like swap the squat and the deadlift round yeah. if you needed to. Um, but yeah, it, it just sort of shows that like, right, maybe the uh, maybe the other federation has looked at it and gone, those totals, like they look impossible. Like we, we want to get people to enjoy powerlifting because it's essentially like a, it, it's an amateur sport, a lot like weightlifting, it's an a- amateur sport. It's supposed to be fun. <laughs> it's yeah. supposed to be fun on the day. So let's make it more accessible and obviously adjust the uh, adjust the qualifying totals so that there's still a challenge. Like five seven five is still still pretty pretty big challenge. It's not nowhere near impossible, but it's still a, a, a challenge for sure. Um, and yeah, like you're gonna have to want to build on that to like medal at Europeans. So. I think that the others are going the right way about it. And I think that these are only going to get a little bit more elite, mm. so to speak. Because, I mean, if you look at the, the M1s in that class, the 105s, five, six, seven and a half. And for a 93, 5.50. Those are still pretty fucking big numbers. Like, still pretty fucking big. That's pretty much the Europeans for the... Mm. For an M1. Mm. But yeah, I think that you can look at it. You can look at it a couple of different ways. Um, I think that either if you go in one or the other, it gives you like something to focus on. It gives you a target to, to achieve. Um... Obviously, if you if you get to the point where you're surpassing the totals in in that federation, um, you can ha- maybe have a look at the other one and see how far off you are for those. Because obviously, competing at multiple British championships is pretty fucking cool. Like, pretty cool achievement. Um, yeah, like. But for now, I I think that those totals they're like. They're achievable for people who want to come and train and still have a life outside of training. They don't just want to, to live more, in the gym. The more like recreational athlete. Yeah, yeah, which I think is like sort Everyone. of fits in with <laughs> it sort of fits in with how I view my training. Like I want to enjoy it. I'm going to take it seriously, but I, w- I want to enjoy it and do and do well. So why not? Like. Why not? Like you say, like it's like a recre- recreational athletes. Like I don't particularly want to be training twice a day, four times a week. <laughs> I want to really train like three to five times a week and mm. make a bit of progress. <laughs> not and I think that, that that kind of fits in with the the ethos of like the gym. In essence, like we want to have a good time. We want to make progress. We don't want to fucking live in the gym and absolutely kill ourselves. 
Um, but we want a challenge as well. It's also like a bit of a bonus to train as well, isn't it? Like, yeah. Enjoying training. Oh, I can go into this competition. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, but yeah, fingers crossed World War Three doesn't happen because yeah. you probably wouldn't get your money back on your flights, would you? Nope. <laughs> what would be the currency, though? Would it be like Fallout bottle tops? <laughs> bottle caps? <laughs> yeah. What what would be the currency? Would there be currency of a like a apocalypse? Uh, it, I think it depends on the on the like the scale of it, doesn't it? Bottle caps. Bottle caps or like um, uh, <laughs> meat <laughs> seeds. Uh, I'll trade you some seeds for some bread. <laughs> that's what that's what it'll be like, you know. Yeah, so f- fingers crossed that doesn't happen. Or maybe Putin will enter European Championships. <laughs> what do you reckon he's got uh, his biggest lift? Is squat bench or deadlift? I, I think he's got a big bench. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you think he'd be a sumo or conventional deadlifter? Damn, pretty conventional. Yeah. With like a proper rounded roundabout of a back. Uh, yeah. Like, as soon as the bar broke the floor, his, his back's like that. Uh, uh. <laughs> but he still does it anyway, and his back's fine. <laughs> you got anything else you want to talk about? Because uh, we, we essentially just uh, went off on a bit of a qualifying total rant there, really, didn't yeah, we? Like Totals and uh, world wars and apocalypses. And so if you're still listening or watching, thanks for sticking with us. It's a little bit all over the place, this, because the... Uh, I think there's like a loose wire somewhere. They've kept fucking stopping the the voice recording. So if this is a bit mangled, yeah, and I have four different I videos to try, and, <laughs> yeah. to try and put together as well. Fantastic, but yeah, if you've if you not got if you've not got anything else you want to have a chat about, then um, wrap it up there. Not, not at the minute. I mean, there could be, but I think you've rambled enough. <laughs> All right, guys, uh, thanks for listening to or and or watching this episode of the podcast. Uh, if you want to drink some nice coffee, then head over to crosbycoffee.co.uk, click on subscriptions and enter the code MISSGROOVE10 for 10% off your uh, subscription forever. Uh, if you want to get serious about your training, have fun, potentially qualify for some British and European championships, uh, head over to liverpoolstrengthco.co.uk. Uh, the link will be down below. Uh, and yeah, we've got an exciting short-term course coming very soon. See you in the next one. Bye.